I got saved uh, at first, uh, April 4th, 1990 at 6.33 p.m. I would say I probably committed several different times in several different stages in my life. See, but we have to be convinced like that too. We have to be convinced that nothing in our past, I mean, after we've repented, nothing in our past is us anymore. And when I finally turned back around, you know, you looked at me and you said, you know, I'm sorry for what happened to you in the past at the church that you were at, but that wasn't God. Can't hurt you. Right. Only thing he can do is heal you. Because God loves people and he don't condemn them and strike them down when they mess up. He reaches out and loves on them. Looking back, all those things that I did was a perversion and we're called to be holy anything outside of that is a perversion our faces is what was on his mind when he took his last breath I want him to be on my mind every time I take a breath but they are hard preachers that did it from a uh, position of love 1 John 3.18 says that we need love What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another installment in the Indeed and In Truth Ministries podcast series. I'm Logan. I'm Amber. And this is the first episode of the New Testimony series that we're uh, introducing. So before we do that and before we introduce who our guest is in here, um, if you guys want to get a hold of us with praise reports, prayer requests, any of those types of things, you guys can reach out to us on our website at indeedandintruthministries.org, or you can also reach out to us on Facebook. And Instagram. Yes, we just started our Instagram page. Yeah, Instagram's also another one. So uh, this is probably going to air way late. So we're recording super far ahead. But anyways, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Instagram. You guys can reach out to us on Instagram. Um, and I think if it's not already set up by then, maybe Twitter and YouTube and some other stuff. We're, we're expanding social media. So that being said, um, we are starting a new testimony series. And is there anything I'm missing? Am I missing? Am I missing nothing? I think that's no, it. No, I think that's all. Okay, cool. Wow, that wasn't quite as long as I thought it was going to be. We don't have anything fun to talk about yet. Uh, other than if you have prayer requests and... I just covered all that. Oh, okay, well. Just sit there. Look pretty. <laughs> so anyways, so uh, today in the studio with us... Um, we have our first uh, victim, I mean, not victim, uh, <laughs> uh, we have our first, <laughs> our first, first runner up um, and, and hopefully something that turns out to be, uh, you know, like we've talked about previously in the past, you know, this is a big thing for us. So that way we can turn our attention towards events and outreaches and stuff and we can stay involved with the church through the summer and things like that. Now there's no restrictions. There's nothing really getting in the way of that. So we want to be involved in those areas and be out in the community. And doing what we say that we're doing, you know, we talk about loving people in deed and in truth. So we have to be involved in the community in order to show people that we love them and we care about them. So uh, that's kind of what we're doing. So that's what the purpose of this series is. It really gives us an opportunity to let these things ride through. And it gives you guys an opportunity. And we say it a hundred times. And I always like to say it during the testimony series. We can argue doctrine all day long. We can talk about everything that we want to talk about out of the Bible. But you can't argue about what God's done with people's lives. And you can't argue about uh, who Jesus has been to them. So. That being said, uh, <laughs> Jeannie, <laughs> say hi to everybody. Hello. Uh, so this is Jeannie, and Jeannie is the first 
of hopefully, like I said, many to come on the podcast. And so we're going to do this with three people. It's yes. exciting. Well, last time we had to do this, it was it was really hard to do. So, <laughs> um, whoops, I hit the microphone. And uh, you see that? That's what happens. <laughs> but uh, so, Jeannie, tell us about you. Well, my name, like he said, my name is Jeannie Tucker, and I've I was born and raised here in Kenton. Um. Well, sure. With the like, what I like to do, I like doing landscaping jobs, and I like doing a lot of woodworking. And my real job is I'm a forklift driver for Sakasui Plastics. Oh, was you out there when that blew up? Yes, I was actually to touch on that for you, Logan. I'll, um, when the explosion happened, I was actually the lead in the uh, warehouse shipping department. And where the explosion happened, um, my desk actually sat right in front of that. And if I would have been at work another 10 minutes later, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. Seriously. Wow. Yes. Did you know about that, Amber? Mm-mm. Yeah, man. That, that, oh, I knew the explosion. I just yeah, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah, that thing went bang. Yeah. That's crazy. Because I think, uh, I want to say Brandon and Beth was working there, too. Yes, yes. Yeah, because yes. I remember messaging Brandon. I was like, dude, you weren't like, because I knew he worked second shift, but I didn't know if he was in there, you know, working over or something like that. And so I was like, dude, was you there? <laughs> like, what in the world? That's crazy. So, and actually, uh, I can attest, she's actually very good at word working. <laughs> it's very impressive. And her, and her uh, landscaping is really yes. good, too. Yeah, I remember, because I remember asking you about doing landscaping one time, and yes. you're like, well, I don't really do it. I do it. I'll do it for you, but I don't really do it like that. And I was like, "Oh my bad," you know, <laughs> as yeah. I saw that you did that up there on Candace's place. The place was awesome. You never got to see that, did you, Amber? No, I've never it seen really it. Cool. No, it was, it was really cool. I think it used to be an old tree sitting there or something like that. And yeah. that's what they did with it. It was it was cool. It was really neat. Huh? It was like this great big flower pot, and it was like the mulch was set up to look like it was just dumped, and then it had like flowers and stuff. I mean, it was, it was cool. Huh? It was, it was pretty cool. There's not a lot to look at on that street, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Brighten the whole street up. It really did. No, I'm not even exaggerating. Like, it, it was really neat. That's the whole reason I asked, because I knew that Jeannie did that, and she did um, the church's landscaping and stuff like that, and that was the whole reason I asked about it. And she's like, well. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, it's just a side hobby. <laughs> she says it's just a hobby. Yeah, I'm slowly getting into look, it. you do better than me, because I can't plants at all if you give me a plant i'm gonna kill it so that is so true you know what an ice orchid is right an yes. ice orchid You're never you know gonna what let ice me orchid is down. Yes. no i'm not gonna let you live down she all you have to do is put an ice cube in the plant once a week and she still killed it look <laughs> first off Jeez. the leaves got scorched I don't care. And then I was trying to nourish it back to life. And I did a good job at doing that because I thought I had it in an area where it wasn't too bright because we had it in our old living room, which was about as dark as this room, which nobody on here can hear, see the room, but it was about as dark as this room. So it was, and I had it on like the further end. So it wasn't in the sun. So I don't understand how it still got scorched. I don't know. She killed so, it. That's all I'm saying. She killed it. But then I went and got the nourishment spray or whatever, and it did nourish it back to life. But then we moved here, and then it just 
uh, yeah. It how do you died. kill an ice orchid? I'm not sure how you kill an ice orchid. <laughs> give it to me. Sure <laughs> just give it to Amber, and I guess yes. she'll, she'll take care of it for you. Yeah, like, hey, man, you need. It's like. It's like when you go to the store and you go to like Walmart or whatever, or you go to the out, out there to the Mennonites and you're like, uh, what is that, Amherst? You go out there and you're going to go buy some flowers and like, I'm looking for how I can make the house pretty. And she's looking through there going, which one's my next victim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually seen a plant stroller the other day and I no, posted it on uh, Facebook. I said, just quick, get out of here. I said, if anybody sees me walking my plants, mind your business. They'll probably be dead, but you know. You stay out of this. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's a little bit. So, um, Talk a little bit about hobbies. You told a little bit about so and so that's what you still do then, right? You're still forklift operator. You're still doing that. Yes, she's not saying it, but she also serves very heavily in church, uh, and she's very involved in that. Uh, she's just very modest, and she's not going to talk about it. So I'm going to put her on the spot. But she is. She's a huge help in the church, um, and she's a she's she is a blessing. So, Jeannie, now let's get to the meat. <laughs> the meat. All right. So the, I always ask people, um, you know, what, you know, where were you at in life? I'll say it this way. Where were you at in life or however, you know, and this, like I said, we talked about a little bit before you can share as deep as you want to share it. You don't have to share it that deep if you don't want to, whatever you want to do, you can just put it out there. Um, and, uh, you know, so where was you at when you had the encounter with Jesus that just completely changed your life? November of 2015, I'll just start, that'll be my starting point for, um, so in November of 2015, um, I wasn't in a very good place in my life, um, I was, I mean, I was working, at the time, at that time I was working at International Paper slash Graphic Packaging at that time, and, um, I wasn't uh, serving God like I should have been, and I'd kind of walked away from God, and within that a very short period of time, I'd gotten dependent on some a substance, and I was drinking a lot daily, and I got myself in such a place that I was losing my home at that point, and I was just on the very verge. I was ready to give up, throw in the towel. I was ready to commit suicide because I didn't care anymore, and I didn't want to live, and I didn't think anybody cared about me or what happened to me at that point. So my sister um, invited me to go to Only Believe Ministries, and I hesitated at first because I didn't want to go. I just wanted to stop, stop and just be done with life, period. And so she introduced me to Only Believe Ministries in November of 2015. I started going, and I I continued going. I didn't miss no services, but yet I still wasn't living the life I should have been. And I didn't share myself with nobody. I was quiet. I stayed to myself. I really didn't socialize with anybody. And then um, in January, the... In January, I do believe it was January the 15th, it was on Thursday night, Pastor Phil was preaching, was preaching, and that night, that's when I decided to surrender my life, to all, sell out to the kingdom of God and the things thereof. And and shortly after that, that I um, 
had gotten sick. I wasn't feeling well at all. And I went to the doctor, and the doctors basically gave up hope on me and told me my, my body was shutting down. There was no hope for me. I was going to die. And, and so along with dealing with that, I was dealing with an addiction I had at the time. And then again, there again, I wouldn't say nothing to nobody. I wouldn't talk to nobody. And within being sick, I ended up having to go to the to the cancer center there in Finley and started. I didn't have to take no chemo treatments. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But I had to get some transfusions. And and dealing with all this this and having to get the transfusions, fusions. I'm sorry. And uh, dealing with the addiction and the alcohol and everything, I became very angry because I didn't know how how to deal with it. I'd never been in that situation before in my life, even though I was raised in church all my life. My dad was a pastor, preacher. I was raised in church all my life. and But yet I'd walked away. And and I was, like I said, with dealing with all that stuff, it was making me angry. And I was taking out my anger on People that a person really basically one person was really getting the bulk of my anger, and all she was doing was trying to help me, but yet I wouldn't open up and talk to her. And and then her, this person actually helped me, and was taking me to get my treatment, my transfusions, and I still wouldn't really talk to this person at all, and open up to her, to her, and talk to her. Even though I know she was willing to listen, but uh, and shortly in August, would have been August of 2016, I actually opened up to her and told her exactly everything that was going that had been going on, and she it, it, was, it was to her, her she was very shocked and surprised. She didn't think anything like that was going on with me. She just thought I was, just had a lot of issues that I wasn't dealing with, and and with her sitting me down and. Me and basically making me to a point explain to, and talk to this person about why I was so angry, and and from then from that point on, it's not been an easy road, but because we're not promised it to be easy by no means, it's not an easy easy road, it's not an easy journey, and I mean we're not promised that, but I'm thankful and very, I get overwhelmed sometimes I shed I cry because I mean. God chose me, and he healed me completely. I'm totally healed. I have no health issues. I mean, as far as any of the, my body shutting down, saying I had cancer and all that stuff, and I was dying, you, there's no trace of any of that in my body. And Amen. that's all because that's awesome. of God healing me completely. That's awesome. And with the addiction, I will touch on that a little bit. I didn't go to no rehabs or nothing. My, Jesus was my rehab right. and the prayers of my pastors. Because I, and there was some other, a couple other ladies in the church that really reached out to me and uh, took me like under their wing and helped me through a lot of things. And they didn't realize how much help they were to me by getting me involved with the, with them. And I really appreciate that. But my, my most, my, my almost, all the honor goes to God because God, if it wasn't for Him healing me, I wouldn't be here today. So you came out of a place. So see, we we and me and Amber talk about. We talk a lot about people who deal with suicide and addiction, and and it's not because you know, especially not you know, our pastors they're not afraid to touch on that. You know, we all know that. 
Um, at least everybody in this room knows that they're right. not afraid to touch on issues like that. Pastors are dosic and, you know, they're not afraid to get in there and be like, okay, let's, you know, but being somebody who's come into a place where now you're on the other side of that, when you look back on any of that stuff, do you think like, do you ever think about maybe something would have been easier if you would have opened up sooner? You know what I mean? Almost definitely. If I, if I would have opened up sooner and, and dealt dealt with the the issues that I was having and opened up to that person sooner, things would have been a lot a lot easier. So, but but you can you can touch and Amber's talked about it from her side because she's dealt with stuff like that too. You know, she's dealt with being suicidal and um and she's dealt with that. So like somebody who has no one, you know what I mean, or at least feels like they have nobody. You know, I and and I and I always say it. You know, I never. I never know what drives a person to go that route. You know what I'm saying? Because the hopelessness that you have to feel. And I mean, and that's, I mean, and think about, it, you know, I get it from people who aren't saved. You know what I'm saying? But like you just said, Hey, my dad was a pastor. You know what I mean? Like you were aware of God, but you still felt hopeless. You know, you still felt like you was just in this place where you didn't know, you know, who will I be tomorrow? Or, you know, what will I do tomorrow? You know what I mean? And, and so, um, have you um have you ever dealt with anybody else or helped anybody else through something like that that's dealt with something like that you know what i mean like anybody ever come to you and been like hey you know i'm dealing with this or i'm dealing with this or yeah i've actually i've and i'll share a little bit of this i actually know and i witnessed this and witnessed this for my very own self that um, and I wasn't expecting it. I mean, I've actually watched me actually commit suicide, and it's something that 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 I would never want anybody ever see it see, ever. I mean, the feeling that gives you knowing you're you're on your way to that person, but yet you don't get there. Uh, I mean, I. I and I was actually this has hap this happened actually after August of 2016. This actually happened to me, and I was trying to get to that person. And I couldn't get there, and it, it made me stop and think, think, think to myself, say to myself, Jeannie, that could have been you. That would have been you. Well, think about it from the stance that you know when God is trying to reach into our life. You know what I'm saying. Pastor Phil talks about it all the time. He says all the way up to the moment we take our last breath, God's fighting so that we would reach towards him, you know? And, and it sounds like to me, like you got a really good, like you said, that could have been, that could have been you, you know what I mean? That could have been God trying to get to you and right. been too, you know, maybe not too late would be the way to say that, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I don't really know how else to say that. So. And I, I mean, I've actually dealt with it on, on the other side of it too. I mean, just here recently, I I had somebody come to me that was really contemplating that, and and now that that person, they're doing better. They're I mean they're they're they've, they're changing their thought process, which I'm very thankful that God used me, used me like that because I don't want to see anybody do that. I mean, well, yeah, especially uh, being on the side where you've seen, you know what I mean, like you right. were trying to help and. Yeah, right. no, I yeah, I I hundred percent get that. I mean, I 
I always try to encourage people and tell people there's there's a better option. Oh yeah. I mean, even though, I mean, it, they might not want to take take that step, but you still have to you have to try. You have to keep putting it out there, telling them that you care about them. If somebody cares about them. I care, you care about them. Jesus loves them. And, and I mean, that that's always one of my things I try to stress, stress that I do care. I mean, it's I, I'm just, that's just not words coming out of my mouth. I do care. And I said, most of all, Jesus cares. I said, he cared enough to die for you. So I said, there ain't nobody in the world going to do what Jesus can do no. for you. Amen. Nobody. Amen. You know, that's like one of my favorite pastors. He, um, uh, Todd White, he, he preaches that all the time. He says, you know, he says, if you don't want your life, give it to somebody who does. And that's Jesus. Jesus wants your life. And if you feel, if you're in that area where you feel like you don't, you don't want it anymore, that's, that's a big one. Like, I I think I love the way he put that because that's just so (laughs) purposeful, especially for people like us who have been in that situation where we didn't want our life anymore. We didn't want to live this way anymore. So that's always, that's always a big thing that, I mean, I think when you're with your, when you're dealing with anybody that, that is contemplating suicide, or even if they're dealing with an addiction and they think think that's the only answer they have, you got to make sure that you're stressed in that point. I mean, you don't want to be overbearing about it, but you want to be to be there and be able to say to them and say, "I care, Jesus, but Jesus cares more. Jesus wants to help you. He will help you, uh, help you." And then and that always opens up the door for me to share a little bit of my testimony. To get people to understand where I came from, and I, I can, I'm living proof that God can can do that for you. Right. I mean, right. I actually just recently had somebody. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Logan. I'm no, sorry. you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just recently had somebody that knowed me from years past, and actually have actually asked me. I knew you from there, but who are you now? Because you're not that person. I said, that person's dead. I'm no longer that person. Right. This is who I am. And they kind of looked at me funny, and I said, no, I'm serious. I said, I don't know that person. I said, I only know the person that Jesus is, Jesus has made me become. I said, I said, that's the only person I know. I don't know that person no more. That person don't live here no more. Right. I said that person is, does not have a residency. Res, residency. Residency. <laughs> Thank you, Logan. And here no more. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree, and um, and that's that's super important. So no, and that's kind of why I, I tailored around to that again because, um, you know, it's nice to be able to have somebody who can come in here and can talk about dealing with something like that and getting on the other side of that because then people who may even listen to us maybe now. You know what I mean? Whether they're saved or not, like that's irrelevant. People who are saved, I th- still deal with things like that. You know what I mean? Yes, they do. They, you're that absolutely is, right. That is very real to them, and and you're not going to convince them otherwise. You know, I get so frustrated sometimes because you hear stories about how people were dealing with Christians, and and they were like, "Oh well, you know, you just got to get over yourself. You got to quit acting like that. You got to quit acting. like yeah, okay, maybe at some point you may." But in that moment, you got to learn how to deal with people where they're at and where they're at. That is real. And where they're at, they can't see past that. And, right. and, and until you can, like what you said, you know, you was able to help somebody see through that. And thankfully you were because now that person is now working through that process and helping and starting to, to get themselves 
you know, where they need to be. Right. Um, and not just and not just in a place with God, but just just you know, a good mental state. You know right. what I mean? It's important that we take care of ourselves. It's important that we take care of our health. Um, and it's important that we take care of our mental health because we neglect that so much. That's I mean, Satan, that's Satan's playground. I was man. about to say, especially in today's world, that's like a big thing is the suicide rate is like way up. I, I was listening to a pastor the other day talk about the statistics on suicide and how high, you know, that suicide rate is right now and how the church isn't talking about it. It's just something that most churches just don't they don't even touch it because, you know, Christians are supposed to be joyful. They're supposed to be happy. They're supposed to be all these things, but there is a seriousness behind it because some people don't, they're not, they, there's some people out there that don't feel happy. They, they right. feel like they're living in a, in a fake, um, a fake joy. So lack of better right. words. Like, yeah, they like, don't, well, they're not feeling like it's genuine. Yeah. They just feel like, Oh, well, I got to do this because this is what that, well, that's what religion says. Religion says that I have to do this. You know what I mean? They don't understand relationship. Right. And so what it sounds like to me is that you got revelation about God wants relationship with Jeannie, just like he right. wants relationship with Logan and he wants relationship with Amber. He wants relationship. He wants to know how you feel. You know, he cares about how you feel. He cares about when you're upset. He cares about, you know, uh, way more than you even realize. And, and thank God there were people around you that was constantly putting that in you as well, saying, hey, you know what I mean? Because it's like you get in your prayer time and you hear God talking to you about stuff and telling you that he loves you and telling you that he cares about you. And 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 then you get around other people and you're like, well, I thought these guys were supposed to be Christians. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. not getting that genuine love and experience and, and you're not getting that genuine, oh, I care about you. You know what I mean? Um, so for somebody who isn't saved that would be listening to us if they're listening to us right now, if they're not saved, what would you say just based on that premise? Um, because I don't, we don't have to dig into anything else because that right there, that's like powerful. that is like, that's a hit right on the head of the nail. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say we always jump in this stuff unscripted. Let the Holy Ghost move and whatever you share is what you share. But that's the head of the nail right there because that is so real to people. You know what I mean? Saved or unsaved, it doesn't matter. I mean, right. that's just so real. Like it uh, to me, suicide, suicide. Dealing with that is dealing with that. Like there's no, I don't care, black, white, Asian, pandas. I don't care. <laughs> just right. not, you know what I mean? Like that. That's an issue. So if you could tell somebody, or if you could explain to somebody, Jesus is worth it. Like how would you tell them that? Like what would you tell them to say? Hey, it's worth it. I would say. This is just for myself and for anybody out there. I would just, I would say there, you have to look at it and really think about it. Who else in the, there, who else would do what Jesus has done, has done for you? Who else? There is nobody else that you, you could name that would give up everything that he had. To just because he loved you, there's nobody gonna love you like Jesus, and I mean that's a promise, and I mean that is one of the biggest things that that had that stuck out to me, and I have that I have that I learned in a very short part period of time that he really truly, even though I was raised in church. He really, truly, truly did love me and wanted, and chose me. And 
And that's that's what I what I want to say to you, say to people is, regardless of what others have said or others do. You're a promise. You you have a promise that Jesus has chosen you. He will help you. I mean, it's not like I said. It's not an easy road, but that is one thing I always say to people. He chose you. Amen. He chose you. Amen. We just talked about this. I just preached this not too long ago, but I was talking about it on Romans 8, 5, I think is where it was at, um, or 5, 8. No, I think it was 5, 8. And it says, He commended His love towards you, and that by when you were still sinners, Christ died for you. Yes, absolutely. You know, even, even when you're in a place where you're feeling suicidal, or you're in a place where you're dealing with addiction, or you're in a place where you're dealing with being broke. You know, people act like that's just such a surprise. Ah, well, God doesn't want me. No, that's that's the whole reason. He even gave Jesus to begin with, and yeah, and he did absolutely. that even when you were in that situation, and he still sent Jesus to die. He still sent him so that reconciliation could happen. Yes, absolutely, hundred percent. So that draws me, um, that draws me to our next part here. You know, so you we always do altar calls and stuff like that, and I gave you a little preeminence to this. <laughs> so I'm gonna challenge you. So do you want to do the altar call? Yeah, I can do that. That's fine. Okay, you can do the older call. All right. So I'll you go ahead. And you you know if you got something you want to say to add to it, go for it, and then you can do the older call. And then after that, you got to pray us out. <laughs> I might interject a little bit between your older call, but you know, go ahead. Well, um, this is if you are not saved and you would like to be saved, you want to live your life to Jesus, um, you can repeat this prayer and then you can uh, make a comment on or uh, send indeed and truth a message letting them know and the, somebody will reach back, reach back out to you on that. Um, so I'm just going to say this simple little prayer and if you want to repeat it, repeat it after me, that would be awesome. Dear God, we ask that I ask that you forgive me for my sins, and I believe that you that you died on the cross for me, and I believe in you, and I ask for your good daily guidance in my life, and please forgive me for any any of my sins and all my sins and everything underneath the blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 And so. Like Jeannie said, if you guys accepted Christ, we definitely want to know about that. We don't want to blast it all over the place. We just, we genuinely want to know. The Bible says that all of heaven stops and rejoices over one sinner. One person gets saved and all of heaven rejoices. And the only purpose of us asking for you guys to reach out to us is so that we can rejoice with you. If you want us to share it with people or you want us to share it on Facebook or you want us to share it to our social media... We will 100% do that, but we would never ask people to share that with us to make to exploit and make a marketing scheme out of it. It is truly so we can just be excited with you, and not just that, but we can get you guys materials. Uh, I'm still I've been working on it for almost a year now. I've been trying to get a compilation of materials and stuff like that to be able to give people. Um, so just please, 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 please do not hesitate and reach out to us and let us know. 
you guys get on our website um, uh, and you guys reach out to us, Facebook, Instagram. Um, you guys, just please let us know. We want to know that and we do want to celebrate that with you. So um, that's that's what I got. So, Miss Jeannie, if you want, you can go ahead and pray us out of here. And yeah, it's all you. You're the star. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day that you have given us, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity to share what an awesome God we serve, Lord. We thank you for Logan and Amber with this indeed and truth, Lord, and we thank you. They are definitely truly a blessing to to people, Lord, and Lord, we thank you for it, and you just continue blessing them, Lord, and we thank you for our family, our all our families, Lord. We ask you to watch over and keep them, Lord. We thank you for all things. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Okay, guys, you guys can join back in with us next week, and we will have another testimony to add into the series. So take care, and God bless.